This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. How are you doing? I'm great. I we've uh, we've in the last I don't, know, I don't know 40 minutes or so we got ourselves a uh, a transfer portal update. You owe me money, by the way. I owe you money. Yeah. Why? Because you told me to take Notre Dame Saturday <clears throat> night. You skunk. I did and, tell you and that they did not get close. But let let's frame this in a different light. I sit here every day with you. Who owes who money? That's fair. That's fake. I, I, have, I have nothing for you on that. I have nothing all right, for you on that. All right. That's, that's fair. Anything uh, go on this weekend? Anything, uh, anything of note? Things. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I have, we have a lot of things yeah, in, the, in, we the, do. in the pile here. I don't, um, I mean, I don't want to get sidetracked out of, the, out of the gate here, but how is it that a kid can win the Heisman after leading his team to a win over a mediocre Notre Dame team? It doesn't make any sense to me, but that's the sport. Because it doesn't we're, make any we're sense. out of candidates. We are out of candidates. I mean, we're literally out of candidates. South Carolina's offensive coordinator literally called two good games at the end of the year, and now he gets paid. This sport is nuts. It's It's, absolutely nuts. Auburn can't hire Hugh Freeze. Well, can't or won't. One there, or the there is a uh, there's there's a paperwork issue going on right now with that. So only there. Um, yeah, they, well, they shot to the moon. They went for Kiffin. He got extended, and now um, now they they went after Freeze. And there's some pushback, quote unquote, from <laughs> some people pushback. within the Auburn program. <laughs> uh, Malik Hornsby's in the portal. Uh, that has yes. uh, happened today yes. with uh, Arkansas. So um, that's the. Um, well, other than Slusher quitting, not quitting the team, whatever that was on Friday, which was just, which yeah. just sums up everything, doesn't it? That, it just that, sums it all up. That situation, <laughs> and no one, neither side is willing to clarify exactly what happened. Well, um, they both think they're right. That's what. That's well, why they're not clarifying. I, the, the university side of it is, and Hutch tweeted this out, and some idiot jumped him about it. Uh, <laughs> Hutch was told that he quit the team. So Hutch, that's right. Yes. He quit the team. The, and then, you know, some Neanderthal was like, <laughs> you know, settle down. 
it doesn't matter at this point. Slusher sent out a thing yesterday, you know, thanking everybody for his time. Uh, Hornsby did the same thing just, you know, about 40 minutes ago. Right. So the, so the, um, the, but I'm glad we've evolved to the point where we are calling this what this is, which is, you know, it, Rakeem Boyd did this two years ago and we weren't calling it quitting the team then, but now we are calling it quitting the team when you leave and there's games still to be played. So hats off to, um, uh, Pittman evolving at least on on that uh, on that element of it, but anyway, uh, yeah, Slusher's gone and um, uh, Malik Hornsby mm-hmm. is uh, gone. Both took different paths. I, I saw Hornsby celebrating on the sideline after a play on uh, Friday, so mm-hmm. he was still in, he well, was at least pretending I, to be engaged. I, well, I think the, the writing was on the wall for him. He's you know that quarterback room is going to look different next year. Well, he and he's can't just not gonna play be part at of it. this level. No, he can't play at this level. Well, at least not in that offense. I don't think we know what he can do. I I know a couple things he can't do. And he's he's going to have to find a place. He's a good enough athlete to play somewhere. It might not be in the league. I mean, you may have to go. You know, you may have to dial it down a little bit and go. You know, go to a group of five school. Who knows? Yeah. Yes, the quarterback room is going to be. Uh, very, I already thought very, on this. Very, uh, very now, this different. may not come true, but uh, this was a discussion I had over the lengthy weekend. If Uwe Ungle lays in the portal, you want him? You want him? That's exactly why it's a topic because because of this response here. Everybody to a person goes, hmm, well, hmm, exactly, um, exactly. That's why it's a topic. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if we're playing musical chairs and he's the last one standing. I still don't know. He is damaged goods at this point. He's right now. Some of it may. I say some of it. Some of it may be the offense that he's in. Maybe they're not using him, but I I don't know. And I know I know one particular school who's probably going to be mentioned with his name quite a bit, and I have apprehensions. Yes, <laughs> that one. I, I have apprehensions about that. Mm. Interesting. He, Interesting. He, you, you need to break him down and start over again with him. You can't take him as is and just drop him in. He, you're going to have to work with him because he's really bad. And what's crazy <laughs> is, like, I was getting blitzed early in the year about Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler today is the guy that I thought he would have been back in September. He's gotten right. better. That team's gotten better. Um, South Carolina, what was it, 10 years or so since they'd beaten Clemson? Man, that uh, that's what rivalry rivalry weekend is. It's hard to yeah. say, yeah. That's Georgia Tech's quarterbacks in the portal too. Yeah, I that's a hard Jeff pass. Sims. That's a hard pass. No, no. I mean, could he run some? Assuming Kendall still stays here and doesn't uh, move on, he fe- I don't know. he feels like a fit at Louisville. Okay, Louisville's going to lose their guy, and I mean, you got to. I don't know. He's. I mean, he's okay. He's fine, but that's a hard pass. All right, all right. Well, we have entered um, free agency season here. In uh, college football, all of these um, player movement, all this stuff's going on, and maybe there's coach movement. Arkansas's already blamed it all on the strength and conditioning coach. We'll see if anybody else <sighs> yeah. uh, has to shoulder some of the blame for uh, this football season, which I don't really know if was it was a failure. I don't know if it's a failure. I mean, you're going to get bowl, you're going to go to a bowl, you're going to get bowl practices. Is it a failure? We were talking about this earlier in the pre-show fist fight. Compared to what the pollster said in August, is it a failure? Yes. But we have said numerous times, those people don't know what they're talking about in August. So we all kind of got hoodwinked and duped a little bit on on mm. how good this season could potentially be. Losing to Liberty, losing to a bad A&M team, 
they just they didn't based on I think where we were on August the first and where we are today, the season is disappointing. I'm not you know pass fail. You're going to a bowl game. You know, you're not playing for the national title, so you're just kind of lumped in with everybody else. Everybody else between six and six yeah. and ten and two, it's kind of in the same boat. You're just gonna go play in a bowl game, whatever. They had they were very uneven, schizophrenic to a point, where they'd play great against Ole Miss and then just couldn't stop Missouri. No. No. I don't know who Brady Cook is, but they give that give him the Heisman after that. He should be the uh... Brady Cook Heisman. What's the golly? What's the he should be the Davy O'Brien player of the week. He after should that be. Performance. Forget Caleb Williams. Um, but I don't know. It's something we'll we'll continue to um to kind of process here because I've said this on multiple occasions and I'll say it again. Most people's expectations for this season were unreasonable to begin with. So should you be upset with a team that didn't meet unreasonable expectations? That's the uh that's the mystery. Uh, the route to get there was not well, pretty. I, mean, I do think that the defense played better in November. The offense got worse. You're 3-0 and in September, and then you finish up 3-6? and When you put it in that context, yeah, that's, that's bad. That's not, that's not great. That's it's bad. not great at all. You only won three more times after September. Right. I mean, you're 3-0, and and you're, you're in the top 10. And it, okay, whatever. We all agree the polls don't matter, but you're 3-0, and and you finish up 3-6. and six. You you know everything at this point is up for evaluation. But as you know, we said this on the uh, the post game show on on Saturday. If I told you after the Western Kentucky game, if I told you you're going to win 18 games over the next three years, you would have taken it. You would have you would have gone. I will sign up for that every single time. Yeah, because you are in better shape than you were the day Chad Morris was fired. Well, yes, the there is um. There, you are where you are supposed to be in terms of year in and year out. You're supposed to be in this, and we argue about this. You say five's the floor. I say six is the floor uh, for any Razorback coach. And then, you know, six to eight is normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eight to ten is, is an extraordinary uh, season. So you're in that normal range, but there is a new element in play when you're trying to determine all this, and that is the social media element, which, of course, is accelerant on any sort of uh, flame that may get going on, you know, what, 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 what your program really is. And maybe in some instances, social media tells you what your program really is, and real life doesn't matter as much anymore. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a Huxley world, man. It's strange. Right. This is going to be a very interesting week, a very critical week for them as they get themselves ready for a bowl game and then into spring practice. This roster is going to look a lot different in a matter of days. A lot different. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram.
Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup information, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, you can call now, or uh, we'll read the text here. I got a text from Graham mm-hmm. in uh, the PG. Okay. Uh, who says, the only Kool-Aid people drink around here is the kind you drink in a circle and don't wake up. Already? <laughs> All right. Love starting to text with a Jim Jones reference. It's wow. Uh, either we're terrible, get a new coach, or we got a new coach, and we're going to compete for a championship. Nothing wrong with six to nine wins a year in the SEC. Get real people. Well, not get real people, get real. Get real, comma. Punctuation is important. That's right, yeah. We have real people. It's just, you know what he's trying to say. Um, I mean, this was, this went the way it was going to go. Maybe you just didn't like the route that it got there, but this was a six or seven win team the whole time. And it got all puffed up. You had some people who are... Um, Washed up people in our media, and then some current relevant people in our media that had them winning ten games. It's just, it, it's, it just fanned the flames of, of, um, of expectations that were never reachable in the first place, unless a million different things lined up, and none of them did. So, I don't know. I don't look at this season as you got to be. I'm very, I'm very choosy with the words because. You hear disappointment, failure, all this sorts of stuff, and it's like, well, I mean, you may not like the route, but this is where they were going to go with what they had. I mean, they had the 10th best roster in the SEC. But they had that last year. They went 9-4. If you were, but if they you, got a bunch of breaks, though, and, but, they, had a, well, and they had a first-round yes. draft pick on the roster. They don't if have you, that. If you flip it and you go 6-6 six and six last year, 9-4 and four this year, I think the, everybody's good. I mean, you took it. You, you went backwards three games. And that's, I think, where everybody is. And and again, losing to Liberty was a bad look. That was a really, really bad well, look. The way then, you were manhandled. By yes, them. and then losing to A&M. And you know, I've heard the woulda, coulda, shoulda. If we'd had this player, had that player. Well, you didn't. And this is what you are. Catalan wouldn't have won them nine games. No, Stop saying that. That's not true. Not a chance. That's simply not true. That's like saying the gym is the reason Musselman got in a fight with the fans. That's not true either. Uh, it's just we we make up. As a defense mechanism for our fragile um, um, egos, we make up these little lies that we tell ourselves to get through the day, and that's one of them. Um, it's pretty simple. They need more players that are good. That's what they need. They can't miss so many times evaluating mm. players. That's the deal. They need dudes. There's only one way to, to get out of this, and it's not magic or voodoo. you got to get some dudes. Well, okay. That's the deal. Well, and, and let's start at the top with the guy that wears number one on the offense. Is he good enough to win within the SEC? See your guy. Because he, whether you like it or not, he's got a decision to make. Is he coming back? Or is he going to either go to the NFL or is he going to go someplace else? I think he's coming back. I he's he Would he come back if his coordinator leaves, though? And the well, Lord- now that, yeah, that, that's an interesting question. And we're starting to hear Odom's name was linked today to the Tulsa job, which is now open. And you're hearing some rumblings about Bryles going here, there, right. or, or or somewhere. So yeah, obviously he has a very good relationship with Kendall Bryles. 
If Bryles up and left, sure, that's going to enter into the decision-making process. Here's the thing with KJ. KJ's a one-side-of-the-field read guy. He's not he's not NFL-ready where he's going to stand in the pocket, scan the field, and read. He's got some developing to do, and that's okay. That's part of the process. That's why you're in college, is to get yourself ready. He he had some moments on Saturday. That interception he threw along the, uh, the sidelines was horrific. That's just a ball. You just throw it out of bounds, live to play another day. <laughs> He's got he I don't choose words carefully. He didn't regress this year, but he didn't progress. He stagnated pretty much. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think he was his numbers are comparable, but he didn't take that step where you go, okay, now he's an NFL guy for sure. Right. I think that's fair. Okay. You know, we can talk about numbers and we can talk about, you know, Landers and Landers and Hazelwood are gonna get are gonna catch all the lightning for this. But they didn't replace Traylon Burks and all the production that that he he gave you last year. The numbers may bear it out, but if you tell me that those two guys were as good as Traylon Burks last year, you're lying. They, the offense once, you know, whatever happened to the offensive line in the month of November, everything kind of took a step backwards. It happens. You can have bad Novembers. I've seen teams, good teams, have bad Novembers. Jamil Walker's the first casualty as far as the coaching staff goes. I don't know if they're pinning it on him. Because you don't make that decision in a day that, you know, all of a sudden your strength and conditioning coach is out. That that's a, that didn't happen. They weren't on the plane and go, oh, well, let's follow, fire Jamil. Now, that had been coming. And, you know, there, there are going to be some more changes, both personnel and, and roster. And when you're 6-6 six and six and you have a November like they did, you, you have to. If Sam Pittman stood pat, I'd be disappointed. I want to hear what Matt and Russellville has to say here. Yes, Matt. Good afternoon, guys. I think the fact is, when you look at the SEC right now, there are only three teams that are completely different than the rest of the league. That's Georgia, Alabama, and Vanderbilt. Teams 3 through 13 are pretty much the exact same program right now. They've all had some sort of coaching turnover. They all recruit between top 10 to 25 classes every year. All of them are making over $100 million in revenue. They're on TV every single week. And it's why you see programs like South Carolina beat Tennessee by 31 week when Tennessee wasn't prepared. It's why you see a program like Ole Miss, who just a couple weeks ago was in the top 10, end up having their season collapse. And it's why a program like Arkansas, who had some breaks last year, didn't this year, drop from nine wins to six wins. Every single team in the SEC this year, with the exception of Vanderbilt and Missouri, were in the top 20 at some point this year. Every one of those teams we looked at and said, that is a hot team. That is a team that you don't want to play right now. And every one of them had some sort of a flop like LSU did this past week at A&M. They're all the same guys. And if you don't, and, and when you lose guys like Catalan, Bumper Pool, K.J. Jefferson injury, Arkansas and no one else in the SEC outside of Bama and Georgia had the depth to overcome those injuries. And that's where the program is right now. I'm sure it's glad that right now Arkansas is where they are as opposed to being in the Chad Morris days. Is there room for improvement? Yeah. Is it a train wreck right now? I wouldn't go that far and say it is. I mean, let's see what happens after the portal. But Arkansas is what every other program is right now. Y'all agree with that? I do agree with a lot of the – I mean, mm-hmm. with, with, there's a lot of teams. You can just swap the uniforms around. I can't tell the difference. You know, I mean, a and is one of those teams with Arkansas this year. Uh, Ole Miss. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of that. Sure, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in the middle, and you're in the middle. Yeah, it, it, I th- you want to be in the upper middle. I think is what you're looking for. I was looking at this today. Last time the SEC West champion 
lost two games in conference. Anybody? I don't know the 2007. Answer. Okay. So it doesn't happen very often. I think the league the league has one elite team and probably 10 good to average teams and then a couple of bad ones. Yeah, I, you know, when he said, you know, there's three teams that were unlike anybody else, I was expecting him to say, you know, the, the usuals, you know, Florida, Alabama, oh. and, you know, whoever. And he's right about Vanderbilt. There's a lot of teams in the middle. LSU's going to take off. I mean, they got 64 scholarship guys. They're going to take off this year. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is in a very interesting place. They, With what they have on their roster, well, as it's currently constituted, it's not good enough. This is Ruskin and Zach on ESPN Arkansas. Well, it's a crossroads moment, right? Like, this is yes. this is a crossroads uh, moment for Sam Pittman. And which way is this going to go? Is this going to continue to um, be relevant and... Win a few every now and then. That uh, you know, get some get some top get some ranked wins every now and then. You're not going to win the division, but you're still going to be pretty good and better than you were. Or does this thing totally go mm-hmm. gunny sack and we start seeing three and nine? So, well, That's okay. where we are. So, so six and six. Every room in in that building needs to be evaluated. Let me ask you this: mm-hmm. I I like the way Kendall Bryles calls an offense between the twenties. First and goal on the two, and you've got Rocket Sanders who's Arguably, you can make a case well, the best running back in the league, and you go to the whatever they went to with Trey Knox. That right there is why it's not going to work. Can 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 I address this for a moment? Yes, yeah, please. Because there's a lot of people out there that wonder why is Rocket Sanders not in the Doke Walker Award? Well, his play caller didn't do him any favors. No, by leaving him out of a situation like that, and that's not the first time that's happened this year, by the way. In crucial situations, they don't use him. Whether it's he can't get it done or they just don't use him. So this idea that, you know, the committee's out to screw him out of the Doak Walker or whatever, you know, well, his coaching staff didn't help him very much. Okay. Let's put it that so, way. So he, I don't know why he had 10 carries going into the fourth quarter and didn't touch it. I don't know. Maybe he's hurt. We don't know. But you are six feet away from the goal line. You've got an offer, and you're running a tight end sneak. The Wildcat, dumb. It's dumb. Don't overthink. That's a fireable offense. Sometimes you can overthink this. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm gonna take four shots, and I'm just gonna say whoever my hammer back is. I'm gonna line up, and I'm gonna take four shots. If you stop me, you stop me. It's pretty bad when the goal line fade is a better option option than than what you you ran. And we hate the goal line fade. Let's let's go back. Look, I'm a big chain of command guy. How did Pittman allow that to go? I don't know. Because, look, if, if you've never worn a headset or you don't know how this – he hears the call. That's right. And yep. Pittman goes, yeah, signs off on it. Right. How do you Or he'll suggest go? what he wants I, to I, see go down. I am 1,000% certain that Sam did not suggest that. But as the guy at the top of the food chain, you authorized it. Yeah. Is it was, it was it the reason they didn't score? No. But it's just one of those things you just scratch your head and go, what are you doing? It is a, a symptom of the disease, right? Yes. Which the disease is, and I'm, I'm going to go back and look at all the goal line situations. I haven't, this is this is something you have to go through every single game and look at them. They don't have like a stat for like, this is what you did on goal to go. So I'm going to research this and see what it really was because yeah. overwhelmingly people think they failed down there. I don't know if that's true or not. I know in the Cincinnati game, they scored in a goal line situation. So I'm through one game. So I've got 11 more to go. But I can't, there is not an explanation anywhere on earth to explain why Trey Knox has taken a snap on a there, goal. There's not a, there's in not, a tight ball. And this is, not a, this is not a shot at Trey Knox at all. 
No, um, no, it's it, not it, his fault. Exactly. He was put in a position exactly. to fail. That's what happened. There is not an explanation you could ever give me that would be good enough. I don't care what analytics say. I don't care what you were thinking. There's not an explanation good enough to run a tight end sneak on the are, two. Are we just using analytics as a catch-all for boneheaded decision? Yeah. Uh, well, the analytics. <laughs> right? will, yeah, the analytics will tell you. I I don't think analytics had anything to do with the tight end sneak. However, <laughs> that's but that you're, that's a symptom of of the way that he runs his offense. And look, I mean, he knows more about this stuff than I do. I look at it from a very so. I'm six feet away. Yeah. And I'm going to give the ball to number five four times, or I'm going to let one carry it four times. And if you stop me, you stop me. But you're going to get those guys are going to touch the ball every single time. Here's another uh, problem here, uh, Eric and Viola. Any year we lose to Missouri is unacceptable. Maybe Missouri's just better than you. It's time to take a long look in the mirror, Razorback fans. You're two and seven in that game since they started making it a uh, trophy game. Maybe they're just better than you. I'll, I'll say that. Did, did you watch Eli after the game? They're invested in this game. Yes. And, and some of it has to do with the fact Maybe that Maybe Arkansas Eli, should try that. Some of it has to do with the fact that Eli is from Arkansas. So that that's something. Oh. But they are totally invested in this game. Arkansas is not. Right. At all. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying... And they're not good enough to not be invested in the game and still win. Right. They have to be right. invested to right. win. Missouri is, Missouri is your equal. Quite honestly, as far as that particular game goes, now, you want to talk seven and nine tries. You, I don't think you want to talk, I think you talk about program stature. No, probably not. But in that particular game, when they meet you on the field, especially at that place, they're pretty good. Yeah. And you know, and look, we're we're not. I mean, we're beating a dead horse here, but that's a game that they have to they have to circle that game and say, you know, we've got to start winning this game on the regular. Yeah. Look, they're better than you, and it's not just me. Like. Let me ask Look you at this. the rivalry let, history. Let man. Me ask you won this. twice. Did you see? And and this was just something that I was look. And albeit I was in a place with a thousand people, did you see any emotion from Arkansas's players that wasn't you know the the get a first down point that kind of thing? No. But Missouri, on the other hand, Missouri was they were fully, flying around, fully invested in that game. Yeah. They treat you like a rival, and you're going to yeah. get their best punch every single time. No, yeah. they were flying around. I mean, I'm sorry. I, now, I used to think I, I've converted to this because I used to think the arrogant Arkansas thing is well, we're, we're better in Missouri. I don't believe that anymore. It is bared out on the field. That is not the case. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal Protection Plan. 
Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. 18 in front of the hour. Let's uh, talk to JW in London. Hi, JW. Hey, how are y'all this evening? Great. Good. Afternoon. Hey, y'all touched on what the real problem was a while ago. And I think anybody who knows anything about the nature of football or warfare knows this, is that when it gets down to the bottom line, it is the guy who is the head hog in this case. It's his call on everything that happens. Everything that happens goes through him. He approves everything. Now, in defense, uh, Mr. Pittman, he is no longer a, a line coach. He is the head hog now, and he's been learning on the job. So I think this next year for him is kind of a do-or-die thing. Are you a Division One head coach, or are you not? And it's a different mindset, and he may not be. But, I mean, I, that's just the way I see it. And, and I may be wrong, but, but I... I just think that there's been too many games that have been close that we should have won had there been different calls. And that's on him. I mean, that's just the bottom line. You can blame whoever else you want to, but ultimately, as long as the players are ex- executing, that's on him. If the players are not executing, that's on him. If the players are not showing any enthusiasm on the sideline, that's on him. That's just the way I see it. Anyway, I'll hang up and I listen to you every day, y'all. Well, the, they've got to start taking this Missouri game seriously, and, and and the fans do too, because I mean they're kicking your teeth around now. I mean this is two and seven in the nine times they've met for the trophy. That sucks. Like let no more no more uh, jerking around here. All right, that sucks. You've beaten them twice in nine tries. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, not not all of that is on Pittman, but no, no, no. But I'm just, but it, the, but the attitude towards that game, yes. is from the totally fan agree. base is, totally is, is it's got to change. It's got to change. Um, you have to beat the three M's. They went one and two this year against the M schools, and Missouri ran all over them. Two point game though, and Mississippi State ran all over them too. Yeah, back in that game. No, I I, agree. I don't have. I have found one game. Where they let it get away, and that's the A and M game. They shouldn't have beat Mississippi State because the the better team won eleven of the twelve games, right? Mm-hmm. Liberty yep. was better than them. Yep, they they, they won that game. They, on that day, anyway, they were the better team. You know, uh, Missouri was better than them through the aggr- for the entire game. But they should have won that game. They did. So you don't have a lot. One thing about this Arkansas schedule is you don't have a lot of these like tricky results where you have to like dig deep and like, well, this is what actually happened in that game. Generally, with Pittman teams, when they get beat, they lose. And that doesn't. What I mean by that is that when they are just through the course of the game, not the better team, they don't figure out a way to win the game. Well, they're saying. not winning close games. I, I just right. ran through three seasons under Sam Pittman, and these are and I did this very quickly, so I might be a game or two off, but the point stands. They're four and ten. In games that are seven or less. One score games. One score games are seven or less. Here's the other thing that we were hearing a lot uh, during the post-game show that I've read a lot over the last couple of days. They were talking about the schedule being difficult. Okay. The schedule was more difficult than Arkansas has seen in a while. But if you're telling me the schedule is why you're six and six, that means you can't hang with quality teams. And I don't think that's the place you want to be. And I don't think that's that's entirely true. They threw away some games, the A&M game, the Liberty game, we've highlighted all. They threw away some games that they should have won. 
Does a healthy Catalan change things? Maybe. Does does having Catalan, Brooks, and Fouché change things? Sure does. Mm-hmm. Does a healthy bumper pool all year with, you know, does that change things? Maybe. They're, they missed on a couple of evaluations. They were not nearly, and I said this back over the summer, they were not nearly as experienced on defense as they were the year previous. Losing Grant Morgan and, and Hayden Henry, and those guys just knew how to play football. You had a bunch of new guys in there, and at times it showed up. Defense was going to be the issue, and it was an issue at the beginning of the year. They found, I mean, you look at Chris Paul. That dude can play. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with him next year, yeah. but he he's not a strong side linebacker because I don't think he's big enough, but he can take that hey. Drew Sanders spot if Drew Sanders decides to leave. John in the Rock. John? Howdy, guys. Hey. Uh, sure, y'all mark the tape every time I call, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I a few weeks ago had uh, uh, Mississippi, Ole Miss being the, uh, the key to us going to a bowl game. And I, you know, again, people need to start taking the Missouri game seriously. I, I thought that they were going to lose this. I, I don't know why. It's infuriating. Um, you know, but uh, first of all, any truth to the rumors that uh, there's going to be a picture of a uh, muscle man with an L on his forehead and the empty trophy case where all the trophies aren't anymore? <laughs> Boy, that, wow. that picture should win a Pulitzer, by the way. That is that one I, I, one I, telling photo, isn't it? I want to be I want to be up there for the unveiling of that. I just like to see that. Um, you know. <laughs> I thought we were going to go seven and five this year, and we really should have. Um, we should never lose to Missouri. The, the series should be opposite right now with Missouri. It just should. You know, for some reason they've got our number. But across the board, athletically, looking at the departments, Arkansas is better. And, and it's a game we should never – we should never have Eli Drinkwitz smoking cigars with his I mean it's just ridiculous I love it right I love it it's so just, much it's just <laughs> but it shows you how you know? how seriously they take the game and look it doesn't matter how seriously Derek takes it or I take it or you take it it, ma- it only matters what those 85 guys on scholarship how seriously they take it and I don't well, think I, mean, I don't think it permeates all the way one through 85 that they take this game very seriously if they were playing for a golden banjo it would be much better oh is that it okay you know? Uh, well, they should have known that Missouri was playing for bowl eligibility. And, and before I get out, I've got a, a question, a DQ question here. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Pittman's first year, COVID year, I'm, I'm going to compare him to bands now. Like, all right. So, so first year was he's, he's a garage band, right? He had his freshman breakout album his uh, second year with Fine Wins. <laughs> right. And he had a soft slump, right? Mm-hmm. Had a couple of good songs that maybe hit the top 100 but really fell flat right this third year is really going to show what he's made of to see if he can all right re uh recalibrate and and get to where he's going but but dq if, if we were to compare years two and three to taylor swift albums uh, what would they be Ooh, you know great question oh man yeah um but yeah, this is this is not a great question though because i don't think dq thinks taylor swift has made any bad albums. she's made all no. of them Okay. Uh-huh. Her He's in his Speak Now era. Speak That's, Now. Oh, okay. Speak Now. Okay. okay. I don't know kind what that means. Kind of about heartbreak, kind of about is, love. Is he trying it's to a mix. Is he trying to get to 1989 or what's the um, other one? 1989 is her happiest album. So yeah, probably. So he's trying to get to 1989. Very good. Okay. Wow. 
He's like Springsteen now. He needs a Born to Run. Yeah. The first yeah, two have know, kind he, of been, he, eh, yeah, all right. Born in the USA needs to pop up soon. That's right. And, you you got to get Born look, to Run hey, going. There were, there were some cracks in the facade this year, for sure. I mean, th- there were just things didn't didn't rock along like they did last year. And look, winning will cure a lot of ills. But when you're struggling and you lose three in a row and then, you know, you have back-to-back losses, you know, there, there's going. And then you have all the off-the-field stuff. You know, it, it might be time to just go back and sort of reevaluate. All right, I want to hear what Big Mike has to say about this down in Waldron. Yes, Big Mike. The fundamentals of the snaking game. If they hadn't missed a damn many tackles, they'd have won by 10 points. It's that way in a lot of their games. If they had tackled, blocked, tackled. The fundamentals of the snaking game is the reason they like They'd have won two or three more games if they'd done those things. That's their problem. You watch high school games now, they score 70 staking points. You know why? They ain't taught to tackle. That's why. I, I see they score 70 to 12. What in the hell in the hell did you let them score 70? Because they can't tackle. And they come out of high school, they can't tackle. That's about all I got to say about it. Okay. All right. Thank you, Big Mike. They missed, uh, according to uh, PFF, they missed 10 tackles in the uh, in the game on Saturday. Like, or Friday against Missouri. Yeah, that's not so good. That's uh, double digits is never where you want to be in that particular um, ah, here, uh, ranking. Here we go. Shade and Fayetteville, uh, if Arkansas goes to the Big Ten or other conferences, they're playing for a national championship every year. Okay, so here's what we can't do. All right, a couple things. Number one, we can't pretend like that they're going to roll out there with 40 guys next year because a bunch of people might leave right now. We went through this with yes. baseball. Everybody cried because people left. and Oh, no, what are they going to do? They're going to find They'll somebody find else some to guys. play. All right, so let's not panic about that, number one. Number two, they're not changing leagues. So let's not even, like, they're not doing it. They're not doing it. No. So let's just not even, like, there's no point in having that discussion. We're trying to come up with sane, reasonable things that can be done to try and improve your football team. We don't need um, people freaking out because people are leaving or let's go to a different league and try harder. Because, by the way, the Big Ten's not going to invite you. The Sun Belt might. So you're not I, getting into Big Ten. You're, you're finishing seventh in the Big Ten right now. <laughs> you're finishing six. seventh. So Missouri's so, better than you. Yes, That's the way it is. Missouri. Missouri. I'm sorry to well, be so blunt about it, but it's the truth. Okay, hold, hold on. Hold, well, two things can be true. They were better than you on Saturday. As a program, they're they're not in the same league. You there are still holes in the foundation that Sam Pittman has laid down. For you to lose to Liberty, for you to lose to A and M, for you to lose to Missouri, there are still things that need to be addressed. Does firing Jameel Walker solve one of them? I don't know. But if you get a good strength and conditioning program, that's the foundation of every program. He was good right enough there. last year when he, they won oh, yeah. nine. Yeah, everything was fine last. What year. happened? Why did everyone? This may be too simplified, but why did you win nine games and then it seemed like everybody propped their feet up? What? Why did that happen? Because when you talk about not being prepared, not being able to tackle and all these sorts of things, well, they did all that last year. Why would they not do it this year? Well, so, so okay. A lot of the same people. Last year, yeah, look, and, and you can draw the correlation between the experienced players that they had last year, better players, and the missed tackles. Dudes on defense weren't as good. They played better towards the end of the year. Absolutely. Better than they did at the beginning of it. They weren't playing great because they still gave up 700 to Mississippi. And they couldn't stop Missouri. But they were playing better. The offense regressed. Right. Right. I would like tangible evidence in foot. Now, 
we're gonna lose the thread here and start comparing softball programs. But like, this text was, they're only better the week that we play. You got the same record as them. They're both six and six, my man. So if they're not, if you're not better than them or you're the same, like, where does this arrogance come that Arkansas is better than Missouri? From what, something that happened 60 years ago that wasn't even real? Really? You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Uh, William and Jonesboro has texted in. We got DQ's uh, uh, thoughts on stuff coming mm-hmm. up here in a little bit. Uh, the same people griping about Hugh Freeze are the same ones that clamored to rehire Bobby Petrino at Arkansas. <laughs> wow. How about the that? moral high ground only exists when it's my argument. That's right. Yeah, that's true. That, that's how we're that's how we're operating now. That's true. That's absolutely true. So, uh, man, there's a lot of people saying a lot of things about coaches and coaching staffs and what's all going on here and and I don't know what to what to make of any of it. It is interesting. Uh, to see where this thing goes is you're kind of at a crossroads moment now with uh, with Sam Pittman and with Razorback football. Are you going to get back into the seven and eight, maybe nine win club next year? Or is this the end start of the slide? We don't know. I mean, that this is what is going to be determined um, in some ways over the next few weeks and in other ways over the next few months because you got to put together a talented roster. You're going to do a lot of that in the next few weeks with recruiting. Well, you can't stand Pat. That, right. I mean, you can't stay still because everything around you is moving. There's going to be some roster movement. Uh-huh. And I, you know, we've heard the rumblings about KJ and whether or not he would come back. I think it kind of hinges on his offensive coordinator. His offense coordinator is gone and decides to go, you know, coach somewhere else, which I haven't heard anything to that. But if he did, he's been mentioned with a couple of jobs. But if, if he did leave... How comfortable is KJ with who you're replacing him with? Did you notice uh, on Friday the report from um, who was doing the sideline reporting in that game for CBS? I can't remember if it was Sherry Burris or whoever it was. But she noted that um, KJ wasn't talking to anybody on the sideline, just Kendall Bryles. And they showed him. He was just sitting there. Did anyone pick up on that? That seems a little strange, doesn't I, it? You know, I'm not I, trying to make anything no, out of it. It's just, I just odd, I I just don't put a lot into that stuff. Different guys are, I mean, guys are different. And, you know, KJ is not a, a rally the troops guy with fiery speeches. He's That's not. True. Yeah. And I, I hey, think. Hey, maybe, uh, maybe he would um, enjoy talking on the phone to your boy Tommy Reese up at Notre Dame next year. <laughs> Do your bleeping job. Yeah, Tommy. Uh, yeah. Another phone call was shown. Yeah. On Saturday night. This one went a little more calmer than the well, last one did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they let him put a camera in there again. Don't they get to veto in, that? But in, if you know the backstory, uh, Drew Pine and Tommy Reese are very close. So and they talk like that all the time. And and Drew is completely fine with it. Right. So I don't know. Uh, KJ's not a rally just because he's got the C on his uniform. He's not a rally the troops kind of guy. They don't. And, and you know we've we've talked about this before. There is no leadership on that team. That one voice where everybody goes, okay, that guy's speaking. We need to pay attention. That guy doesn't exist that on that team. thing all year. Yep, you're right about Grant that. Morgan was that guy last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, guys would listen. Yep. There isn't that voice this year. you got a lot of guys doing a lot of different things, guys with their own agendas, and that may be some of the fracturing that you're seeing. Right. Yeah. 
This text reads, guys, Facebook thinks we're entering a second Chad Morris era. Well, most of the people that t- post on Facebook are idiots. So I post on Facebook today. Oh, you're going statement stance. Okay, that's cool. That's fine. No, that's fine. Well, this is another component to when you are not happy with the direction of your um, team. Well, you- is there's the social media component now, which makes everything... It seems it, it makes ten everything times seem, worse than it, it actually. It makes everything is. seem like a grease fire. If yes. he'd gone three and seven, three and seven, three and seven, yeah, okay, maybe. They took a step back this year. They're on much better footing than they were when he took over. Right. They took a step back this year. There's no way. I look. You are what your record says you are. You were nine and four last year. You're six and but, six right now. They took a step back. It doesn't mean the programs in disarray are spiraling out of control. They do have some issues that they need to address. Everything is not wonderful. Right. I think it is uh, encouraging that it seems like they are doing something about their situation, which they're not happy with. You know, they've made a move. There may be more to come. They know that they need more players at spots and et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. I thought they went seven. They won six. I mean, I think people are having that first moment where like people thought they were going to win 10 they were never going to win 10 so now that rationalization is having to be done here the right hun- the honeymoon is over yeah the honeymoon is over we're now down to business right. and your your four is going to be huge if they take another step backwards which i don't think they will cuz the the schedule is ridiculous next year it's ridiculously easy if if they take a step backwards, especially in big games, and get you know blown out on national team or something like that, then then you got to start to ask some serious questions. You got to beat Missouri. You got to beat like, Mississippi. You got to beat Mississippi you State. You are though. you are two and seven in the borderline rivalry. They're better than you, and it's time that somebody said it so that something can be done about it. You know what I'm talking about? Like, all we go through all year long, uh, Missouri, not really a rival. They're not really a rival. They're kicking your butt. Mm-hmm. Let's admit it. First thing, first step when you have a problem is identifying the problem. You're 2-7 and seven against those guys in trophy games. That's a problem. Fix that. Fix that. And maybe invest a little more energy into that game like the Missouri people do because it sure means a lot to them. <laughs> Smoking cigars and, you know, quoting uh, Chuck and all that stuff after the game. So, you know, and they all rallied around Barrett Bannister, who didn't get to play in the game because of an injury. Where's Barrett Bannister from? Fayetteville. Ah, Fayetteville, of course. Hmm. Meant something to him. All right. Uh, Now to uh, summarize uh, all of the things, uh, we have a special poem. Here is uh, Razor Bacon. Yes, Razor Bacon. Well, our football hogs lost, but it's, I've still got my joy because tonight's the night our round ball hogs host Troy. And I still like Coach Muss, even though maybe that same ignorant caller will call him a crybaby. And let's not forget that he's the recruiter who gets the rebounder, the defender, the shooter. After three games in three days, we may need a vacation, though our hogs are still ranked number 11 in the nation. You ask me, we're doing just fine. Only lost one. That's less than North Carolina. We've caused quite a buzz for so early in the season, and I don't mind to say I think for good reason. Because of the hogs, I'm in need of a bookie. Anthony Black is one tough cookie. 
And Brazil, he could shoot from Mount Nebo and veteran leadership from the likes of Debo. Our bench is quite stout with Kamani and Pinion and could handle their own, in my humble opinion. I do hope it's not later, but sooner we see the debut of Nick Smith Jr. In the past few days, I've ate quite enough. So much, in fact, I'm still quite stuffed. A plate of this and from that a bowl, and believe it or not, I had no green bean casserole. And yes, I do most of my writing at work. Lots of time to let my mind roam, I consider a perk. And the boss man would flip if he only knew. But when it comes to sports, he ain't got a clue. He wouldn't know a basketball from a hockey puck. Oh, back to the game. Give me the hogs, Chuck. There it is. Razor Bacon, the poet laureate of Ruskin and Zach. Another excellent performance. What an effort. By him. That's very good. Your drive home is powered by Mr. Sparky. <laughs> Ruskin and Zach. Yes. Ryan and Fred Gross text in in response to Razor Bacon. Uh, we don't need that kind of positivity. I feel like we have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I feel like we've we've uh, lost a, a thread here for a moment. Mm-hmm. Nick Smith could play tonight. He I've seen the rumblings. He could have played Wednesday. He could have played Tuesday. He, but he could play know. tonight. Yeah, he might. He, they, I've seen the rumblings. I guess people, the players were tweeting the eyeball uh, emoji yesterday mm-hmm. or something. Okay. So, like, this could be it, and we're all, like, kind of asleep at the switch here. It could be nothing. Or he could, you know, put a 50-burger up tonight. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, what is it? 16, 17 and a half? 17 and a half, according to Betzer. So those hooks will get you, man. you got to watch out. I am staying as far away from this as possible. Yeah, I don't think I'm wagering on basketball to a conference play. Yeah. I need more information. I need more data on the, on everything. I don't know anything about Troy. Exactly. Exactly. Although they have won two road games, including Florida, Florida State. State. Yeah. Yeah. Who I think is terrible, but I could be wrong. Is Leonard Hamilton still there? You're asking the wrong person I on know, that. I know, and the ombudsman would know. Yes. Um, Let's talk to uh, Nelson and Harrison. Yes, Nelson. Hey, guys. It's uh, another Matic Monday, but I just want to say uh, you were just talking about the borderline beatdown. I mean, they call it the borderline rivalry, rivalry but the borderline beatdown is what it really is. Because every time we go into that game, we end up getting beat. I mean, so I'm just going to call it the borderline beatdown from now on until we can figure out how to win the game. Uh, and I'm really glad that we're seeing some changes, some players. There's there's some players on the team that don't need to be on there. Simple as that. And the thing about it is, is the referee screwed us at Missouri by giving us that damn penalty and putting us inside the, the red zone. You put us in the red zone, we can't score. <laughs> Let us stay outside the 20. Maybe you should have declined the penalty. (laughs) Yeah. Don't put us in the red zone. We're not scoring. One more thing. Mm -hmm. Tackies Crawford couldn't block a toddler. (laughs) Do not put that guy in the football game anymore. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Nelson. Couldn't block a toddler. (laughs) Okay, so I just... (laughs) I did some very quick research. Yes. I would like to take back the uh, where I said, um, hang on, let me make sure I get to quote myself correctly. Uh, they're 6-1 on the year, and they do have a win over Florida State. Uh, Florida State's 1-7. Oh, uh, And they, well. they only have a win over Mercer. Oh, well. So Florida Ron, State is bad. That, that ain't Ron Mercer. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. 
All right. Woof. I saw Kentucky is going to face mighty Bellarmine tonight. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. I was going to put some action on Bellarmine, but I couldn't find it. So. I thought you just said you weren't going to bet on basketball. Well, I, I, I contradict myself frequently over here. So. Okay. <laughs> that was the first one. Yeah. Let's Joel see. from Rogers. Is Nick Smith really that good? Oh, come on, man. Don't do this to me today. N- N- of Joel, all days, don't Joel. do it today, man. Joel, Joel, we all just need to step back. <laughs> just deep oh, breath. The game's tomorrow with Bellarmine, okay. not today. Sorry. Oh, well then, yeah. You said you weren't going to bet today, so you're, right. you're still in the clear. I could bet tomorrow. <laughs> yes. The number is 888. <laughs> Ask for Lucy. I talked to her over the weekend. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, what's um, the number tomorrow? I don't, now, now I actually want to know. I'll look it up. Yeah, go go to DQ and we'll uh, and you can look up your Bellarmine numbers. Okay, oh, it's uh, it, well, it's not there because I searched it, so mm. it's not there. So there's no point. It's usually right the now. way it goes. All right. Okay, it's your drive home powered by Mr. Sparky here on uh, Ruskin and Zach. <laughs> <laughs> not today, please. <laughs> Is he really good? Yes, of course. He's going number six in the draft. Six. That's how, see, this is how, um, um, this is how it ends. No, we are so like scarred that now the obvious stuff, we don't even trust that no, anymore. We don't. You know, that's, no. that's where we are. Yeah, we don't, we don't trust our eyes. That's right. All right. We're going to get a call in here and then we'll okay. do uh, the DQ thing here. So, um, let's, uh, go to Mark in Springdale. Yes, Mark. Hey, yeah. Um, the, the the whole thing, we, we've been so inconsistent all year. And I, I have to say this, and I, I don't like ever calling out players. I really don't. But does does uh, does Blair have something on the coaching staff oh, that they continue to put him out in the field? Like, he is the worst athlete that has ever played defense for the University of Arkansas. Oh. And I don't understand, like, how a guy can get beat so many times and continue to play and start, and they act like he's a good player. I mean, I understand he could be a decent leader, but I've never seen anybody get – I always thought that – what was the uh, – there was that guy that played in the uh, <clears throat> Brett Bielema era that played safety that was always out of position, and I said, that guy is the worst safety that's ever played at Arkansas. I take that back. Blair is the worst safety that's ever played here, and I don't understand what the deal is. But we can turn I'm, – I'm so glad the football season's over because it's – it's bad for my anxiety, and now we can move to basketball, and Nick Smith's going to play. I don't know if he'll play tonight, but I think he'll play. Oh. Nick Smith on the floor. There's only one place for the New York Knicks. 66 WNBC. All right. Thank you uh, for your thoughts. <laughs> you know, mm. I didn't know what to think of that. Simeon Blair has the um, sixth worst grade on PFF on the defense. Well, the guy's got a point, I guess, if you look at the PFF grades. How bad do you sweat when someone calls in <laughs> yep. and says, I don't like to rip players, but... <laughs> well, there's always a but. But... Whenever you say something yeah. like that, you're obviously about to do the thing uh, you absolutely. just said you don't like to do. Of course. Oh, boy. That was something else. All right, let's uh, let's eject from this whole situation now and um, bring in DQ, who has thoughts on something. I do not know what no, the uh, no, topic no is. Last today. week it was Thanksgiving. That's right. 
So we, uh, we've all we're all going to learn here as yes. DQ has thoughts on something. Yes, DQ. Okay. Well, since Thanksgiving is over, mm-hmm. it's finally time to talk about Christmas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like my topic. Because yes. we talked about the red light situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are going to make fun of me for this because red and green are the only two Christmas colors that you should be decorating your house with. What other colors are they okay, decorating with? Okay, people like try to modernize Christmas by using like white and gold with like blue accent things. And that's Who are wrong. These people? That's wrong. I see it on the internet all the time. Like you can get... So you like go to the Target Christmas section and there's like traditional Christmas mm-hmm. or modern Christmas. And modern Christmas is like white and gold. And traditional is red and green, which is correct. Who are these people? I don't want a modern Christmas. I don't want a no. modern Christmas. No, traditional modern. Christmas. Like I'm over the white tree. What are I'd you like doing? to mm. say that I'm pretty like up in up in the uh no, up to date. And I I embrace change sometimes. I will not no, embrace this. I will not embrace this change. It's traditional Christmas, or I don't want it. What? Okay, so I've I've seen like white Christmas trees with purple on yeah, them. Yeah, those are ugly. That's modern. Ugh. That's a modern Christmas tree. It's t- a type. Okay, Ugh. if you're doing that, those are ugly. You need to stop. You're the problem in this also, country. Yes. If your tree isn't decorated with strictly homemade ornaments, I also don't want that. Hold on. Question. No. 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 That's a bridge too far. Yeah, hold on. Question. You get the big bucket. You get the big bucket of balls and you put them on the tree. That's no, what you do. No, you get modern no, okay. ornaments now, that now, have been around now, for the last 100 years. No, no, Kinsey no. and I, get, <laughs> Kinsey and I get like quirky things. Like I have a leg lamp. Um, I've got like I've like movie stuff from the Christmas story. I've got the Ralphie and the bunny suit. I've got some of the well, I take the little you know glass balls all of penguins and flamingos on them. We cool there. Yeah, okay. that's fine. Is anybody still putting popcorn on their tree? As garland? Yeah. We'd eat it. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, I like when trees are decorated with, like, homemade ornaments from, like, when your children were in kindergarten and you've just kept it forever. That's my type. And also, one other thing. I'm tired of the red <laughs> the red truck with the Christmas tree on it. If you guys know what I'm talking about. No. The, like, red truck and the Christmas tree in yes. the back of it core. It's an old red truck, yeah. I'm tired of that. Okay. <laughs> I'm sick of seeing it. And I was talking to my roommates the other day, and they said that they liked that. And I'm so sick of it. <laughs> I think that uh, we've, we're have we far along in time where the red truck should be an 89, like, uh, um, Fiero. No, no. the uh, An 89, um. What's the what's the name of the of the Chevy truck? Like an like a Chevy. Well, what do they call the thing? Silverado. That's it. Okay. It should be an '89 Silverado okay. with a camper shell. That's what it's. Uh, DQ right now getting uninvited to a lot of people's Christmas parties because they're decorating it with the red yeah. truck. I'm no, sure. Well, there, there's somebody that said uh, his wife decorated the house white, black, and gold. Yeah, that's wrong. That's prom. That's wrong. Yeah, if you're at Bentonville, that's prom. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's prom. <laughs> Red, white is okay. Red, like red and white. Red, white, and green, sure. That's white it. and okay. gold with blue accents. No, no, no. That no. I can't. No, I can't get on board with that. No, I don't. I don't know. That's that. That ain't it. That ain't it, fam. No. Um. Hmm. All right. Thank you, DQ. It's a, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I like this. I like Once again, DQ just setting a fire and walking away. That's right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 
Uh, Lance and Bentonville, good question. Limit on trees per household. I know this is a uh, a landmine that <laughs> I lands. would like to uh, eject myself <laughs> from this conversation. How Thank many you. do you, how many trees do you think is too many? Twelve. Twelve Christmas trees. Twelve. The answer is one. The answer or is two. The one. answer is two is too many. Two no, is, two is too many. I can't. You can only it. have one Christmas tree, no. and it sits in like That's the correct. center of the living, or not the uh, center, it but it sits in your I, living. Room. It sits in the living room. I can't agree with any of this. No, no, no. no. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.